is close at hand. Creatures crawl in search of blood to terrorize your neighborhood. And whosoever shall be found without the soul for getting down must stand and face the hounds of hell Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 15 Minute You. This is the official podcast of your morning commute. I'm Evan Wazork. That's my brother, Matt. Let's go! We are here to bring you everything you need to know about college football in hopefully 15 minutes. Matt, let's get right to it. Friday the 13th, week 7, spooky scary it was a massacre. We'll get into the uh, elephant <laughs> in the room, but just, oh my God. Seven teams in the top 25 go down to unranked opponents, four of them in the top 10. My God. We'll get to all that soon. Matt, here's a, here's a reaction that's not part of this massacre. Karan Higdon, University of Michigan running back, increased his total running yards by nearly 30% in one game. So well done, Mr. Higdon. Matt, what are your reactions? Best week of college football you've ever seen in your life? Well, in my life, we'd have to you know, go back at least 29 more years. But I think, like I said before, Alabama's the best team. Everybody else, you suspect. <laughs> you, you suspect. I'd co-sign that. All right, Evan, let's go through the top ten. Time for the roll call. Whenever says your name, please say here. Evan, go ahead and take us through the top ten. All right, let's do it. A lot of changes. No surprise, though, at the top. Alabama. Number one. Oh, and Matt, they have all the votes for number one this time. I'm just so Thank shocked God. by that. Number two, Penn State. Number three, Georgia. Number four, TCU. Number five, Wisconsin. Number six, Ohio State. Number seven, Clemson. Number eight, Miami. Number nine, Oklahoma. And rounding out the top ten, in-state rival, Oklahoma State. Now, big movers and shakers in the top 25. Outside of that, we have Washington State tumbling seven spots to 15 after losing to Cal. And we have Auburn in absolute free fall, down 11 spots after losing to LSU. Got three newcomers to the party, Matthew. Welcome. We have West Virginia defeating Texas Tech. Welcome to the party. LSU, as I stated earlier, defeated Auburn. They are 24. And number 25, Memphis Tigers defeated Navy. Matt, this is the first time Memphis has been ranked in three years and only the fourth time in program history. So, fellas, welcome to the party. Matt, anyone that you think needs to go and get some more beer or shouldn't be here, maybe had a few too many, what are your thoughts? Uh, Michigan had at least 16 too many penalties. School record. Shout out Wolverines. Fabulous job. How in the world did they move up two places in the coaches' poll? I have no idea. Can you explain one thing to me, too, though? Our team, the Bulls of Southern Florida, they're 6-0. and You beat Cincinnati handily. How are they not getting more love? You six and zero. You're behind a six and one NC State team. You're behind a five and one Virginia Tech team. Five and one Notre Dame. Six and one Washington. A super suspect six and one USC. Come on now, the Bulls are six and zero. Can we get some love? I feel like we have this conversation every year with insert power six team that we love here. Quentin Flowers is a dude. Like we gotta respect that play. I. They're going to make a New Year's Six game. They're not going to make a playoff game. And I, all right, here's my pledge. They make a New Year's Six game. I'm buying a Bulls shirt. I'm wearing it all day New Year's Day. 
and root my guts out until they win their New Year's Six Bowl. Let's hope they don't go to the way of Western. That's all I have to say. That Cotton Bowl wasn't terrible against Wisconsin. No, no, it wasn't. Western Western should be proud of the effort they put forward. I'm just saying. It would be nice to see one of these teams that we complain doesn't get enough love all year to actually follow through at the end of the year. Anyways, Matt, before we get to the massacre that was this week, something that kind of got lost in the shuffle, I feel like, former Wisconsin coach Gary Anderson leaves of his own accord his position as head coach at Oregon State earlier this week. This leaves associate head coach and cornerbacks coach Gore, excuse me, Corey Hall as the interim. Anderson's leave or reason for leaving seems to be frustration at an inability to change the culture in Corvallis. Mm-hmm. He also left $12 million on the table seemingly because he's a nice guy. I'm not sure if more details are going to come out about this, but he didn't uh, request that money that they technically had to pay him. This should be a huge help for Oregon State moving forward looking for a new coach. What do you make of this situation? Very odd. I thought him leaving Wisconsin in the first place was odd and that like he says, I'm a West Coast guy and I need to be on the West Coast and then I'm going to coach Oregon State and we did this kind of uh, triangle coach switch where – Pelini is out at Nebraska, so Riley goes from Oregon State to Nebraska, insert Anderson at Oregon State, and then the Wisconsin position is vacated, and you're like, how do you give up the Wisconsin job? And Bielema had just given it up, then Anderson was only there for two years, then he gave it up, and Alvarez is frustrated that it's a Wisconsin looks like a stepping stone position. I'm completely confused by this although if you read the article about the text messages back and forth with the newspaper and anderson clearly he was expelling his frustration i don't know uh to me it seemed like he didn't get the control that he wanted to get yeah absolutely i reading between the lines that's what i thought do you think that will hurt their coaching search efforts i mean obviously their athletic department needs to do some pr cleanup and say hey like this is how it is and this is how it's going to go forward gary anderson giving some pretty straightforward feedback to him we'll see who they hire i i don't know that oregon state's been relevant since Derek anderson was there though true true and 12 million dollars will help and i mean in the world of college coaching, I don't know how much money that is. Fair. But. Fair. So last weekend was an incredible weekend for stats. I'm going to roll through a couple, and I want you just to listen the first time and then tell me what your favorite one was from last weekend. Deal? Okay. All right. Number one, Michigan sets a school record with 16 penalties in one game. Number Crazy. two, for the second time this season, Army won a game without a single passing yard. They had zero passing yards in a third game, but also lost that contest. Army quarterbacks went 0 for 5 against Eastern Michigan, although they pulled out the win. Lincoln Riley against Tom Herman. Lincoln Riley, youngest coach in the FBS at 33. Tom Herman, 42. That makes their average combined age 37.5. Youngest two head coaches to ever face off in FBS history. Has to be. Four top teams lost. Sorry, four top 10 teams lost. Jalen Hurts had his first turnover in the last 10 games. And Florida has never won a game wearing alternative Nike uniforms. Favorite stat and why? Go. Oh, definitely the Florida alternative uniforms because they're always so (laughs) ugly. I don't understand why they make these. They're terrible. It's so dumb. Not that out of the area code of the Michigan, like, all maze. Who are the people, who are the guys in this room that are like, Oh, man, that's our look. 
That's our look know, right man. there. Do they get an incentive for that? They have to get a package deal from Nike. Be like, if you wear these, we'll give you. Because oh, for sure. I I can't believe that anybody would dress up that ugly and for free. Yeah. All right, Evan. Elephant in the room. You ready to acknowledge it? Let's. So, week seven brought us upset city in a way that we haven't seen probably since 2009. You had four top 10 teams go down. You had seven top 25 teams go down. To unranked teams. Unranked teams. I just want to emphasize that. Number one, what do you make of it? Number two, which upset was most shocking to you? Go. I'm not even sure what to make of it. You know, like, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. These things occasionally happen, but they're obviously really rare. I'm glad I watched college football this weekend. That's all I know. Like, this is why they play the game, right? Preach. Preach, son. This is why you just don't do it on paper. Most shocking upset? Real tough, but, I mean, you got to say Clemson. Got to. The Orangemen over. Friday the 13th. Over Clemson. I was shocked. Like, Clemson's defense did not look good. I thought when Bryant went out early in the game, we, you know, I was like, oh, this is going to be a little closer than I thought. But, my God, they won. Brava. Well, them. you live in uh, Pac-12 land. What's the Pac-12 reaction to the Washington loss? Oh, the state of Washington, you mean? Because both teams lost? Preach. <laughs> yeah, it really takes the air out of the Apple Cup. Kind of makes me wonder if we kind of jinxed no, it. No, 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 yeah, We no, hyped no, 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 that no. Apple Cup up. It, the first game that we highlighted was Bedlam, November 4th, which still looks like the perennial game. True. When True. Oklahoma comes in this week, number nine, Oklahoma State comes in number ten. That's still the game. That's gonna be the game of the True. season. We did hype the Apple Cup, though. Is my point. Um, anyways, I think uh, obviously people are muted and concerned, and I don't know if upset's the right word, but I'll use that. But let's not lie. None of these teams are out per se, with the exception okay. of who lost. That's out. Because if you're Paul Feinbaum, yeah. he said that Washington is out for sure this morning. Okay, well, if Paul Feinbaum didn't follow it up with Auburn is also out, then he's outside of his damn mind. <laughs> the, so Auburn's out. I think Agree. you could make the case that Washington and Washington State are out, maybe perhaps because of the East Coast bias, but I really think they're both still in. Okay, does anybody come out of the Pac-12? I still think a team can, and I still think a team probably will. Which team? I think I'm going to go – I'm going to stick with my Huskies. Really? I think n- your Huskies, you didn't pick them to make the playoff. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why I, I picked them, them that, to make the playoff. And true. you taunted me. Um, I think no Pac-12 team makes it. Because you think – Bama. conferences are going to make it. I think SEC. I think Big Ten. I think the ACC. And I think the Big 12. Do you big, think Clemson is still going to make it? So I think any of the one-loss ACC teams can still make it. I think uh, – so I Bam is in. I think the Big Ten champion is in. I think Big 12 is going to have an undefeated team. So you're not going to be able to argue with an undefeated Big 12 and an undefeated Alabama Big Ten champion. And then, you know, it's pick them between NC State and – I, Clemson's probably still the best team. NC State's undefeated in the conference. They have a tough week, tough road ahead. Um, I we'll see who comes out of there. But it, Clemson with one loss, I don't know. Do you, no, that's it's because all these other teams have debate. one loss. USC and Washington and Washington State. So then, who's the best one loss? I, I think well, Clemson. 
if if I may say, I, I think we're not going to have this many one loss teams. I we're going to have some two loss teams. We're, there's going to be some two loss teams. Um, so I, I, if I were either Husky or Cougar fans, Washington or Washington State, I wouldn't be too beside myself. You have no room for error though, and you must win the Apple Cup. Agree for certain. Bedlam and Apple Cup. Those are going to be some ball games. Circle those on the calendar, ladies and gentlemen. Preach, preach. All right, Evan, you ready to talk about next week? Let's do it. Let's pick them. Okay, folks, so you're truly Evan Wazork back on top. Dude, you are a lucky mofo that Utah could not convert on that two-point. The dude was wide open in the end zone. You're so lucky. Matt went five and four. He's obviously bitter because I incepted him into taking Utah. I wanted to take Utah. I was actually a little bit during that game like, well, if they win Utah, like my pick'em's going to look stupid. But that theory that I postulated with Utah stumbling into the playoffs, like that's going to look pretty good if this happens. But say la vie, I took, I got the win. Anyways, next week, burning through the games we agree on: Rutgers, Purdue. We're both taking Purdue. Minnesota is hosting Illinois. We're both taking Minnesota. Wisconsin is hosting the University of Maryland. We're both taking Wisconsin. This pains me, folks. Penn State is hosting Michigan. We're both taking Penn State. I really just don't see an argument or a way that Michigan could win. I would love to be wrong, but I just don't see it. National level games. Navy hosting University of Central Florida. We're both taking Navy, that home, and the wishbone. going to be tough for the Knights. Notre Dame is hosting USC. We're both taking Notre Dame. Which also pains me. Deeply. I don't think I've ever done oh, that pick them. Preach. Preach. Games we disagree. Northwestern is hosting Iowa. I'm taking Iowa. You're taking Northwestern. I think Iowa coming off a bye. They both have a common opponent, Penn State. Iowa played them much better. Iowa's losses are to Penn State and Michigan State, two teams I respect. Northwestern lost to Duke. Just not. I'm just not feeling that. I'm confused by Duke. Are they good? Are they not good? And I think... Uh, Michigan State and Penn State both beat Duke. Based on that, I'm taking the Hawkeyes. Game we disagree in the Big Ten. Indiana is hosting Michigan State. Matt, why are you taking the Spartans over the Hoosiers? D'Antonio's back, baby. I mean, he's coming with a vengeance. You beat Minnesota at Minnesota. You beat Michigan at Michigan. Come on, dude. So my thought on the Indiana game is uh, both teams played Michigan equally well. Hoosiers didn't have the Michigan played both teams equally poorly. One could look at it that way. I think Indiana's better than the record indicates. I think Michigan State has had three tough battles three weeks in a row. I suspect them to be wary. Indiana's home. Matt, it's October, as you like to point out. You shouldn't bet against home teams in October. I'm taking the Hoosiers. Now, the final game we disagree on the national level. It's a battle in the basement, folks. The old Hoos fans are more disappointed in this season. The Louisville Cardinals are hosting the Florida State Seminoles. In a odd turn of events, Matt picked Florida State for the playoffs. I picked Louisville for the playoffs. I'm actually picking Florida State for this game. You're take, picking Louisville for this game. Is it so disappointed in our perspective picks we're going against them? Something like that. I, I mean, I'm taking the home team in Louisville, and I'm taking the Lamar Jackson team in Louisville. Why are you taking Florida State? Maybe it's just I'm just so mad at 
Lamar Jackson. I don't know, man. This well, it's not Lamar Jackson. It's on your boy Bobby, which I said you true, couldn't trust. True. With uh, Bobby I, Petrino has never invested in defense in his entire life. I don't understand it. It's very perplexing to me. If I had a goldfish, um, I wouldn't allow Bobby Petrino to babysit him because I wouldn't trust him. Yet you're taking Louisville. That's true, but I would trust him to be Florida State. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, folks. Instead of Fathead of the Week, we have a new award to 15 Minute You. We have the Class Act of the Week. And this Class Act of the Week is going to Clemson head coach Debo Swinney. After losing to Syracuse, at Syracuse, Swinney walks over to the Syracuse locker room and just begins personally congratulating players on how well they played. And then his response is that he was flat out outcoached. Great moment for Coach Swinney. Made me like him a lot more than I liked him going into the game. So it's good to see pe- people doing good things. And so we, pre- that. we appreciate you, Coach Coach Swinney. And we appreciate all you for tuning in. Thank you so much. Let us know how the college football discussion goes at the water cooler this week. You can find us on Facebook at 15 Minute You. You can find us on Twitter at 15 Menu, Evan underscore 15 Menu. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Remember, you can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcast app, or Google Play. College football is never done with the crazy folks. Can't wait to see what's in store next week. We've got one final shout-out to Northwestern 2013 graduate Christopher Hearn, communications graduate. Brother, we'd love to put you on with all the upsets. A lot of it was old news. You got great insight. You want to give us a shout out? Give us a little insight. We'll get you on next week, man. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being a fan. Remember, folks, don't pick them like my brother. And don't pick them like my brother. So many upsets, though. Much upsets. I kind of botched the uh, Christopher Hearn shout out then. I apologize. Yeah. Appreciate you. You also skipped over an entire section. What did I skip over? We didn't talk about the games at all at first. Well, then we got to it.